Well, 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 good morning, good morning, good morning. This is another episode of The Imperfect Husband, and I am your host, Jamal Frewster. Pleasure to talk to you this morning. Well, currently we are on our way to work, and I just wanted to get an episode in before I got there. I apologize for those of you who are listening and did not get to have our, you know, didn't get to have our episode from yesterday, but we moved it on to today. This week is a special week with my one-year anniversary to my wife coming up, so I wanted to do a couple of things special this week as we get close to that date. One of our main topics today is just going to be talking about things that you have going on leading up to that first year anniversary, the trials, tribulations, and just the good times and the bad times, so we're not going to go completely into detail, but hey, let's touch on those subjects just a little bit. Um, As you know, me and my wife will be reaching one year on March 4th, and hopefully we'll have another show going on this week, but we'll see. So let's get right to it. Um, One of the main topics that I wanted to cover today would be really kind of finances, not just the money that you bring into the house, the way you manage money, and the things that you do with that money, like how your credit and all that good stuff. Because um, we're, we're in the process of trying to find a new home or whatnot. And it may not necessarily be for rent. It may not necessarily be buying a new home. But just the process of going through it is a daunting task for young couples, new couples, even couples who aren't married. Um, just the process of, hey, are you going to live with me? Are we going to live together? Are we going to continue to live in separate places? Just the whole housing thing and the finances that go with it. Um, I am a product of a single parent home, so I wasn't used to having another person stay in the house with us. But um, as I got older, you know, this is telling stories about my life. As I got older, I began getting involved with other people and things like that. So I've done the long distance relationship thing. I've done the, you know, we're in the same city, but staying in different places thing. Um, Probably about 2000. 11, 12, something like that, I decided to move in with an ex. So this is my first, that's my first experience with having a roommate. And it's also my first experience having to share finances in a relationship. So one of the big conversations that we had was how we're going to do rent. So financially, from a couple standpoint, you want to make sure everybody had, you know, everybody's able to cover themselves. Now, in the event that something bad happens, hey, please, by all means, gentlemen, make sure you have money to be able to move out. You know, take the high road if stuff decides to go sour. Make sure you can take care of yourself, like light bills, deposits, all that good stuff. But something that you also, that you have to make sure you do is communicate. Communication is probably the key to survival in any part of the relationship, whether it be the dating phase, the we're getting serious, hey, we're fiance, engage with the engagement, or you're married. Uh, communication is a huge factor. And throughout the shows that we do later on, communication is going to come up again. But back to the story, we had a situation where, you know, I did my part as far as paying rent. I paid my half of the rent and took care of everything. Or like she would pay the rent and I would give her my half to just kind of pay her back. Everything was good there. The problem lied in 
some of the bills. Now, I'm a gamer, so I, I got to have my internet. Got to, got to have my internet. I like to play online, and it's really some of the only form of communication that I have with some of my friends from college because we don't get to see each other that often. So when I jump on, you know, jump on Xbox Live, I, I want to talk to them. I want to, you know, get up with my boys. So I took care of the internet, and I want to say we had Direct TV, which I wouldn't suggest for anybody because Direct TV tries to wreck you over the coals, but that's neither here nor there. So we had the good old NFL Sunday ticket, got to watch more Panthers games, bam. Some of the other bills that we really didn't discuss or, you know, didn't get covered like they should as far as a split situation. Um, the light bill and I want to say the water bill if it wasn't included in our apartment. And, you know, that was a point of conversation. Now, to add some premise to why I really didn't have that as part of the conversation, I was going through some financial difficulties. This is where communication has to come in key. I was going through a wage garnishment and voluntary payment to the IRS for some student loan stuff, I want to say. And so with my once a month paycheck, because at this time I was working for the school system, um, my once a month paycheck, they were taking about $300 without, you know, without me being able to stop it. They were taking about $300 out of my check. Then on top of that, I had to pay another close to $200 voluntarily to get them to stop the wage garnishments. So you can imagine on a teacher assistant salary in the state of North Carolina, because North Carolina doesn't pay educators what they really deserve that put a dent in my pocket so i'm probably out close to 500 dollars every paycheck and there's nothing i can really do about it which means that's 500 dollars i can't spend on house stuff or spend on going out things of that nature the problem arose when things started to deteriorate and the conversation pops up, well, you know, you don't ask about the light bill or anything. Well, I kind of assumed that you would let me know what I needed to pay on the light bill. Mistake number one on my part. Never assume anything when it comes to bills. When it comes to money, don't assume anything. Ask all the questions, even the dumb questions. Ask them. Because you never know what somebody else is also assuming. So... You know what they say, assuming makes an ass out of you and me. Which it did make an ass out of the both of us because we clearly had some miscommunication there. Um, also in this relationship, I've begun my bartending. So I was in the experimenting stage. I wanted to try new things. Now, granted, I didn't go out and buy expensive amounts of alcohol. Um, I would really buy like the cheap alcohol, which in our state, cheap alcohol is pretty much aristocrat anything. Aristocrat anything and like bottom bottom shelf stuff. So, if you ever had a drink for me at that particular point in my life and you saw aristocrat or something, trust me, that was not the best drink you could have had, but I appreciate you for, you know, for tasting. For being a test dummy for me. Um, to, you know, continue with that, she felt as though I was spending too much money on alcohol. And it's like, 
oh, okay, I really don't spend money on myself because at the time, I didn't have a car. So I'm trying to do everything I can as a boyfriend from a proper standpoint, you know, without having a car. I make sure you got gas in your car and everything like that. Um, Her car payment, her bills and everything like that, she took care of, which was great. Um, Therein lies the problem with dating an accountant. They always know where the money is. And it's, you know, it's bothersome, but it's beneficial at the same time. So, with her feeling that I wasn't asking about the light bill, so I wasn't doing my part there. Her feeling like I'm spending too much money on alcohol. And a few other, you know, interpersonal issues. Interpersonal? Interpersonal? A few other issues between the two of us that had nothing to do with money. Um, Things deteriorated to the point where we broke up. Now, here's the second side of needing your own finances straight. Remember when I said that you need to have everything ready as far as deposits and rent and everything like that? I moved out. Unfortunately, I moved out at the end of the school year, and I wasn't a 12-month employee. So I had to scramble to find somewhere to stay while I still had money. And then I had to scramble to make ends meet during the summer. Luckily, God blessed me with a new place to stay, an understanding um, property manager, and somebody, you know, just family that had my back. So we made it through that that situation. Fast forward to my my current situation. Fast forward to me now having a wife and everything, wife, kids, family. And we started off kind of in that same area, but it was across two households. I had my own place and my wife had just moved to the area in which we stay now. And so I'm helping with bills across county lines. I'm helping, I'm paying my light bill, my rent, gas for my car, my car insurance, stuff like that. And I'm also helping my wife take care of rent in the home that I would soon move into. Because I couldn't just up and pick up and go because I was still working with the schools now as a full-time teacher. So I'm making more money, but it's still money just flying out of my pockets. Um, This is also another time where communication is key. Find out or set up a way to know where your money is going, what bills are being paid, by whom, and when they are due. Because the last thing you want to have happen to you is have things get cut off when you're helping somebody else take care of bills or things get cut off on their side when, you know, you're giving money and putting money into a place and you can be using it elsewhere. So we made it to to the point where we're staying in the same home and everything and having kids is its own thing. I'm relatively new to it. So finances, financial management on my side was a little different because I was trying to understand the concept of paying for daycare. So, if any of you decide to open up your own business and do it the right way, I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there now. Daycare, storage units, laundry mats, car washes, and there's probably another business or two out there. Hey, get your hands in there. Somebody's going to open one. Get in there. Anywho. So, paying for child care is its own it's a daunting task. To say the least, I mean, we're probably we're probably kicking out two fifty to some two hundred dollars a week. When you add, add that up across a month, that's rent. That's rent in some places. Not necessarily up here because it's expensive as crap. 
but that's renting some of the you know lower income areas or you know the smaller cities across the across the state so that's a look into finance in a relationship whether it be early on now personal finance since I said that we're trying to trying to get a, a, home, a new home, whether it be by renting or by buying, we have the, the conversation about credit. Now, I'm not going to say I'm the most in tune with the concept of credit scores and everything, but I know my credit score isn't exactly what I call the best in the world. And with that being said, you need to make sure you look at the things that can affect your, affect your credit. Excuse me. Things like delinquency on bills, those of you with student loans, medical bills like that. Some places overlook that, but try not to have too much of that because it affects you in the long run. And when things like that affect you in the long run, it makes it really difficult to get housing. Even though you may have the job, you may have the money, unless you're to go in there and just drop $170,000 like, hey, I'm going to buy this house then you're going to have to have some form of positive credit and you're going to have to make it's going to have to look good for them to trust that you're going to pay your rent even though in most cases i feel as though um i'm gonna let stuff go by the wayside but i am going to make sure i pay for my house i'm going to make sure i have a roof over my head because especially now i have a family so i could care less if you know buy credit card has something happened to it or whatnot, I'm going to make sure my family can have somewhere to stay, and I'm going to make sure we can eat. Traveling to and from, that's a luxury, and we'll figure our way out around that one. Our kids can ride the bus. I can carpool with somebody. My wife can carpool with somebody. That's something you can get around. But you can't get around having to tell your kid that we're about to move because we don't have anywhere to stay. You're going to tell your wife, like, hey, you know, the stuff that we need for our house, like the light bill and the water and everything, we can't pay that because I'm paying on this $4,000 credit card. Like, nah. Take care of home. And so, in our process of trying to find somewhere, we're dishing out money for application fees only to get the, these places, like, they can dish out money for application fees only to deny you. They take your money because it's not refundable. Only to get denied because they're looking at your credit score. So, as a couple, as an individual even, make sure you do things that you can help build your credit. Um, paying things on time is always a useful concept to building your credit. Making sure you don't have too much money out there as far as debt. And just, you know, keeping up with that type of stuff. Make sure you get your credit scores yearly. Make sure you get your credit report and see what's up there because some stuff after it goes by after a while you can probably get it taken off or get a settlement or something like that and it helps you out um be wary of all the credit repair places but it takes money to clear stuff so i'm going to say just be cautious and do what you need to do and do whatever you feel comfortable with to fix your credit because when you get into a relationship it it has its drawbacks when your credit isn't the greatest. So work on it while you're, you know, the imperfect bachelor before you become the imperfect husband. And, you know, set yourself up so, hey, even if she doesn't have the greatest credit, you can still make stuff happen. You can make stuff shake because your credit is, is good enough to get by. Now, 
personal personal finance, what you spend your money on, that's something I kind of struggle with personally, and I don't know if anybody else struggles with it. But wanting things and spending your money on it versus needing things and spending your money on it. Now, right now, I really don't spend my money much on myself. Like, I won't really buy new clothes or new shoes or something like that. I will spend my money on games and alcohol because, hey, I like to mix drinks. And that's kind of one of those things I'm interested in. And I play video games as a stress release. But even then, I don't really spend money on myself. I don't buy new games constantly. Like, I'll find ways to not spend full price on stuff, which is always a good, you know, a good way to, you know, move around. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. But with that, try to do things that, you know, help you save money. I'm not going to say I'm good. I'm nowhere near great at saving money, but I suggest it for anybody else to be one of those, hey, don't make the same mistakes I made. Please save money if you can. Cut back if you can. And, you know, I'm not saying go full on military. Um, not militaristic. What's the word? Mil- uh, minimalistic. A minimalist, minimalistic, that type of lifestyle. You don't have to do all of that because they don't keep anything. Granted, they have like jobs of savings, but how do you live? I probably have to read up on that, but still. So, find things that, that make you happy. Find things that you can spend your money on or whatnot. Sometimes financial management is really all about how you spend your money, not necessarily what you spend your money on. As long as you have the money to make it through to get to whatever you gotta get to and pay your bills to, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that, hey, you shouldn't spend your money on going to the movies or whatnot or taking that trip. If you got your money set up and you can take care of what you need to take care of afterwards, do your thing. That's all you. That's all you. But that's about everything I wanted to cover as far as finance for today and relationships. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Almost missed one finances and your family not your your family that you live with or your relationship like your outside family like your parents your siblings relatives stuff like that when you're in a relationship this is something that i know from personal experience if you're in a committed relationship you're not married yet it's okay to talk to your i feel like it's okay to talk to your family about finances but I would at least say something to your significant other first. And the reason being, if you if you guys are looking to take the next step, that's who you need to be looking to depend on. Not necessarily depend on, depend on, but that's who you need to be looking to turn to first and foremost because that person's finances are tied up in your finances. That money is your money as well. So you're kind of asking yourself for money. Or at least letting somebody know that, hey, can I get this, that, and the third? And, you know, you look it over in your budget or whatnot. Um, what I fail to do, and I'm, I'm more than willing to admit this, I let my pride get in the way, but I also let my past get in the way as well. I definitely have never really had a problem with 
you know, just talking to my family, even though I don't talk to them as much as I should now, but I never had a problem with just talking to my family, and, you know, if something was going on, I'd mention it or whatnot, and I necessarily wouldn't ask for money, but my family would, you know, try to help me in whatever way they can, especially my mother, and so, you know, I might catch a, catch a blessing every now and again of some funds. Um, or I might mention something and like, but I'll figure it, you know, and make the statement, I'll figure it out. Making that statement, I'll figure it out, is pretty much conceding, I don't know where I'm going to get this from. So, if you want to help, please help. But it's not, you know, a necessity that you help. And it, it puts a strain, because as a married individual, it's like saying, I'm asking my mom for money versus talking to my spouse and saying, hey, um, I have this coming up on my side. Is there any way that, you know, if we have it in the in the money, in the finances, in the coffers, can I get some help with it? And it may not break the bank. It may not, you know, be there. But it does a world of good to ask first because that's that's your other half. That's the person that you have chosen to tie your finances and life into. And pride, you know, pride is a, a terrible thing. In every part of a relationship, it can be a terrible thing, especially if it blocks you from communication, communicating properly, if it blocks you from having effective, you know, effective dialogue. My situation arose honestly over two dollars. Now it may seem you may seem like, hey, that's really small. That's a, a petty situation. But the principle of the matter is, I should have asked my wife first. Whether she had it or not, I should have asked my wife first. And it's kind of a situation where you establish that. Hey, no matter what's going on, I'm always going to come to you. I'm going to seek your counsel first. As a man, you're supposed to be the head of the household. But at the same time, you also have a partner who is, you know, right there with you. So when you don't, they can and they do. And your wife usually never has, never has a problem helping you out with something as menial as $2.00. So that's my that's my two cents on that. By the way, those of you listening, I did apologize to my wife for that that terrible situation where I was looking for two dollars because this is this is real life happening, and you know it's a learning process. That's kind of why the title of the the podcast is the imperfect husband. We're not perfect. I, I make mistakes constantly. I'm learning. Um, me begin, being a better husband begins with me making, you know, mistakes, not like drastic mistakes that can cause the end of a marriage, but it's me making mistakes and learning from those mistakes and just getting better because I want to be the best husband I can be for my wife. And that begins with learning how to do things, learning, you know, through the mistakes, the trials and errors and everything. So with that being said, I am sure that everybody has other things to do at this point. <laughs> Besides listen to me ramble on about my thoughts on finances. Mind you, I am nobody's financial consultant. 
I am not a therapist of any kind. And if you have questions about, you know, true finances, by all means, go speak to the financial advisors at your bank. Or if, you know, you may know a professional who does finances and everything like that, like a CPA, please talk with them and find out information, especially now with it being tax season. Go talk to a tax professional, not, you know, pookie off the corner or whatnot, but like really go to like, go speak to a tax professional and, you know, find out what you need to do. Speak to somebody to help you get your credit in order. Those type of things. Because it can affect you in the long run. It can help you out. It can do a lot of things for you. But you just got to open your mouth and say something. As far as the therapy part, I'm not a therapist either. I'm just a guy with a psych degree. I don't have any credentials to it or whatnot. So if you have any mental situations, I'm here for you to talk to. But I'm not here to give you any type of consultative advice. Just like when we start getting into religion on the show, I'm not anybody's preacher. I'm just a guy who believes. And I have my, my own opinions and my own thoughts on, you know, some of everything. So speak to speak to your professionals. Speak to those who, who do this, you know, for real, who do this as a living, who really have the, the know-how and the studying behind it to, to validate what they're saying. I'm just speaking off of experience and I'm just this chunky guy talking on talking on the phone trying to put together a podcast for you. But outside of that, I like to say thank you for listening. By all means, tune in for our next episode. And hey, keep on growing, keep on trying to learn, and keep on trying to be the best husband you can be. This is the imperfect husband, and I'll be signing off momentarily. So have a good day.